So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Hey, I got a graduate of the Retoot course. Retain and Recruit. Annabelle Figueredo. Five stars. As a broker owner, I found this course to be an excellent view into what other brands are doing to recruit and retain their agents. It offered me some great tips and gave me a great foundation to start putting my own procedures together. That is a great uh, review there. Retoot Secrets. If you want to check out Retoot Secrets, just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and get in there and take the course in seven days and you only have to pay $7. You don't start paying the regular monthly fee unless it takes you longer than seven days. And this course is about four hours, so you can do that if you want. Uh, That's Retoot Secrets, futureofrealestatetraining.com. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation. My name is Ian Lobos, and I am filling in for Pat Hyben today. Pat is out, and he asked me to sit in the big seat here and host Real Estate Rockstars for you guys, and I am so honored to be sitting in this seat and filling in for the ultimate Pat Hyben. This one's going to be awesome today. We've got a new agent or newer agent, top producer from Philly named Allison Simon, and she's going to take us through a ton of stuff that has made her really, really successful over the last three years she's been in business. Allison, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks. Hi. So, Allison, before we get into uh, what you do, tell us about yourself, where you live, how you got into real estate, and uh, let's give the audience a nice foundation on you. So, I'm 38 now. I found real estate. I found my calling when I was 34. I had been in all sorts of customer-facing jobs, whether it was um, coaching even or teaching, but mostly sales. And I had been actually working in, in like, you know, the nightclub world and bars and, uh, you know, serving. And um, one of my good friends said, you know, you'd be really good at real estate. You'd be, you'd be a great agent. And kind of put it to the side. But I bought and sold a couple homes, renovated, just sort of in my own spare time. Call, my, call myself a, a, a weekend warrior, but I hate to refer to HGTV now. <laughs> and after I got my license, it was like I just hit the ground running because... I knew so many people. I had such a good foundation. I'm from Philly, um, lived here my whole life. And the same time I started in real estate, I was also planning my wedding. So they say if you're going to get something done, give it to a busy person. And that's actually pretty true. So that's sort of my background. That's where I came from. Love that. And then when you first started, what was that like for you? I mean, I started at Keller Williams. And the reason that I did Keller Williams was that I felt like the training was key. And they had Ignite. And Ignite is great. I now teach one of the sections of Ignite. That gave me a real foundation. It was like a 
crash course in 30 days of here's what you didn't learn getting your license. Here's what no one taught you. Here's how to show a house. Here's how to do an open house. Here's how to capture that lead. Here's how to follow up. And those things, while a lot of it seemed like, duh, all of us know this, it's common sense. Common sense is not so common, it turns out. And uh, I found that if you just did the things that were scripted, that were proven, even if they didn't feel comfortable coming out of your mouth, they would eventually feel comfortable. You just kept following along with what they said. So that was sort of the beginning. Got my first, my first deal was uh, challenging. It was a FISBO I converted, and she was, for lack of better terms, a crazy cat lady. And FISBO for sale by owner, for just in case somebody doesn't know that on yeah, this show. Yeah. She was a for sale by owner. Um, How'd you get her? I was calling Zillow for sale by owners, okay. and it just, you know, the script I came up with worked, and I, I actually ran down a block to beat another agent there because she apparently had multiple agents coming at the wow. same time. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, she was, she was nuts. And I learned a lot through that transaction because I learned how we are often therapists <laughs> yeah. um, and how to handle really sticky situations where maybe people aren't in their best situation and they, they, they really need to lean on us. So I learned a lot in that first transaction. Yeah, we might be the only people that someone talks to for a week at a time. Yeah. And we're kind of on, we're that on call, like, we'll just come to your house. Most of us will. We'll just come to your house and talk to you about potentially selling. You wouldn't do that now, would you? Run down a block to, to beat someone's business right now. <laughs> or, just, or just go at, at random. It depends. No, probably not. Because okay. my business is mostly referral-based. I'm like 85% referral-based. So okay. that's sort of, no, I probably wouldn't do that now. <laughs> I love that. So let's get down nitty gritty stuff. How many houses did you sell last year? I think I have 53 units. I have to okay. double check <laughs> that number, but I did get the number one units in our, in our brokerage. So for solo agents. And you're at the Philly Market Center? I am South Philly Market Center. Yeah, we've got 320 something agents in our office. Okay. And are you, uh, you're a single agent, but you've got leverage. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Okay. I have a, a transaction coordinator and I have an admin. Got it. And just explain, how did you set all that up? So at your, do you follow the red book? I, I follow some of the red book, not all. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of people. Red book, Gary Keller's book, ironically, nothing to do with KW, just it's Gary Keller, obviously. And it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a real estate, you know, like you, you got to read it. It's like a staple. Yeah. And it's a great model for how to build a certain type of business. Yes. And I find that people take a little bit here, a little bit there, and build whatever they'd like to build. Yes, I think that's pretty accurate. And uh, when hiring a coach, mm -hmm. um, I do have the MAPS coach, which is the Keller Williams Mastery. I hired her specifically telling her that I don't follow the MREA model, and I don't want you to shove me into that direction, and I want you to help me grow in the way that I want to grow without forcing the MREA model on me. It may be that I've come around to a little more of the MRA model since I've been producing more, which is what happened. But she didn't force it on me, and I really appreciate that. My coach is That's amazing. nice. That, I wish my experience was a little different than my first coaching experience. It was all by the book, and it was most of us. Uh, most of us high D's. High, are you a high D, high I? 
I am a high D, high I, yes. Okay. Most of us from the disc model that are high D, high I, we don't we love variety. So we love the system and structure, but we love variety as well. And a lot of that doesn't doesn't intermingle. So with that said, before we get into your deeper numbers, obviously you are a single agent. When did you make your first hire? I made my first hire July of my first year. So Keller Williams has a capping model. So for those of you who aren't KW, what that means is that after a certain number, you go 100%. So to me, that made a ton of sense financially. I capped my first year in about six months, which I, I guess pretty soon for a lot of new agents. And when I hit that six month mark, I realized that I was so just in need of leverage. So I hired my first hire without following the model at all. <laughs> I hired a friend. Uh-oh. That was a mistake, but I thought it was a great fit at the time. And, you know, it, it really did some more damage than it helped. Hired it at the eighth month after I had been in real estate, and um, she was gone by December. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then I replaced her again without following the model learned my second lesson, and then took career visioning and realized how badly I had messed up. Yeah, I, I'm a, I, I like career visioning. KW or not, I like career visioning. I think it's really cool, and it's a good model. And I, too, messed up a lot of times, even though I took some other hiring, like Recruit Select and some other programs. I, I didn't use them to a T, and I made wrong hires. But I think, honestly, I've only known very few agents will make really killer rock star hires their first hire very few yeah it happens it does happen but very few so then what happened you got is that the age the uh, admin you have now no i actually okay. went through three cool. before i found my absolutely amazing admin her name is katie she is she is the opposite of me so i'm high d high i she's um an sc like perfect fit for me so I, I find this really interesting now, looking back. My husband is also an SC. Okay. He's a good compliment for me. I find that to be really important. It seems like that's a really good fit for my personality. So um, I tend to be really strong. And I don't want to say overbearing, but when I have strong feelings or if I'm having a strong, like, you know, some jerk just hung up on me for no reason when I was trying, <laughs> when I was trying to bring him an offer and he just, you know, didn't, didn't like the tone of my voice. I've definitely lost my cool in the office. It's never directed at someone, but my previous admins have internalized that. And I think what I've learned is mostly about myself. My tone of voice and the way that I am really influences my admins. The first time I sort of had that moment, I checked in with her and I was like, hey, are you okay? Did, did that bother you personally? And she answered the best way I think anyone could have answered, which was, no, man, you're feeling your feelings. It's all good. And I, was like, <laughs> I love that. You're the perfect person for me. Yeah. Everything's great. And um, now my goal is to just keep her as long as I can keep her. So, How do you keep somebody long-term? So that's the question, right? That's what that out? I mean, I'm, I've got a great bonus structure going on. I make sure that I take her to lunch frequently. I make sure mm -hmm. that she feels appreciated. I think it's really important to learn the love languages. You know, everyone, there's that uh, cheesy chat. Talk, talk about that for a second. I think that's really important. I do the same thing. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, people are like, oh, this is so cheesy, but it's really great. It's, you know, what are the love languages? What are the love languages you speak? So from, from the book, the five love languages. The five love languages, right. yes. So there's an online test you can take um, that tells you what your love language is. And really, that's not necessarily about a uh, relationship, but it's about how you communicate best. And really, your, your working relationship 
comes down to your communication style. Everything in our world is all about communication. It's about follow-up. It's all that stuff, right? And I need to know how Katie best communicates. And so for her, she needs to feel appreciated. She came from a corporate environment, and she definitely didn't feel appreciated. She sort of called herself a paper pusher. She was just really transferring paper from one thing to another. And my job is to make sure that she feels super appreciated. I give her some gifts. You know, she, she appreciates gifts, not because... Is that her love language? It's mine. So I <laughs> show it via gifts. Hers is a words of appreciation. Affirmation, yeah. Yeah, yeah words of affirmation. Yep. So I'm constantly praising her. Love um, that. And, and I do, when I find an issue, if she's done something wrong, you know, I have to take a minute. Because I, I tend to, I know myself at this point, I tend to bug out a little quickly. So I need to take a, take a minute, take a deep breath, and say, constructive criticism. So this happened, and I like to do what I call the compliment sandwich. I've learned it from years ago in teaching. If you positive, negative, positive. If yep. you compliment someone in the beginning and the end, they're likely to hear that middle negative part a lot better. than if Softer. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> And as I'm sure everyone can hear, I'm kind of an attacker. So, like, I've got that sort of bulldog energy sometimes. And I, it Abrasive, aggressive. Yeah, yes, me totally. too. <laughs> I'm aware of it. You know, that's the most important thing. you got to be aware of your, of your downfalls. All right, guys. Why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? How to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only 7 bucks. To start your seven-day all-access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word TRIAL to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999. I've made so many hires at this point that literally in the first interview, I will tell someone all the things that are negative about me. And if they call me back, then I'll take them into that second interview. And they're like, and then like my, my, uh, my new admin, she's like our operations director. She said to me, well, did we try to scare me off? And I said, I mean, I'm trying to, yeah. She goes, well, I mean, I just thought that all those things are pretty normal for someone that runs the company. And I said, you know what? You're right. They are, and there's things to learn. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's really cool. How much volume did you do last year? So last year I did 12.7 million. Nice. What's your average price point there? About 250. And then GCI wise? GCI wise, I actually have my spreadsheet up. I can tell you it was about three. Give you an exact number. It was three, 330. Cool. That's awesome. And what, what did you do before this? Like, you said you, you mentioned you were a teacher and you're in corporate and... So when I say teacher, it's very loose. It was never teaching. I was teaching like Hebrew school after school. 
and I was Got coaching it. basketball, but mostly I was serving and just in the club and bar world. Okay. Um, and then I spent, you know, six years actually as the director of operations for a retail jewelry store. Nice. Well outside of the city, and I, I learned a lot. I learned how yeah. to doing that, but I, I did not love retail sales. What was the defining moment? What was that defining factor that you were like, all right, I can't, I can't keep going like this. I've got to get something that's more solid that I can, that has limitless upside. What was like, do you remember like one thing where you're like, I'm enough, done, I'm out, real estate, let's roll. Well, it's going to be something that's specific to me. I was hit by a car while I was biking. Oh no. So uh, I had a pretty, pretty tough recovery, I had a pretty severe concussion. And I realized, and being a server and being on my feet behind the bar, uh, or just on the floor, whatever I was doing, you can't do that if you're injured and that you don't have any kind of like thing to fall back on. You're not getting, you're a 1099 employee where I was, I, I was screwed. So at that point I was like, all right, let me listen to my, my, my one friend who said I'd be a great realtor and start to take the real estate courses. But I had such a bad concussion that it took me six and a half months to get through the courses because I couldn't remember anything. Wow. So it was like, just, it took, it was grueling to be very honest. It was grueling. And I've had a, I've had a, a lot of tough stuff in my life um, and a lot of challenges to overcome. And so when I hit the ground running in real estate, I've been to rock bottom. I have nothing to lose. There's no reason for me to be holding myself back. You know, KW's bold calls it the drunk monkey. You know, that thing yeah. that, your shoulder tells you you can't do whatever it is you can't do but in fact you can it's yourself telling you that yeah you know that really hit strong with me because that's that's been a lot of my life so i just sort of pushed all that out of my mind and moved forward i love that now what's your what's your percentage listing the buyers because you're by yourself you don't have another agent it's just you admin and tc so it's a little embarrassing i think last year i was 85 percent buyers so you have no life no time time's your life so I'm working really hard on getting more listings this year. Actually, that's my goal. So my goal, I know my numbers. Uh, my goal is 75 units this year, 20 million. Uh, and five, I think it's 550 in GCI. So for me to get to that, my goal is to have 30 listings. I want to I want to maintain. I actually really enjoy buyers. I feel like I could quote um, someone who used to be in our office, Sky Michaels, and say, hello, my name is Allison, and I enjoy buyers. Right. Because <laughs> most people don't. Most people want to get them off their plate. So that's sort of where I, where I stand with that. Got it. Got it. What's your number one source for listing leads and buyer leads? Or just do listing leads first. So like, where are you going to be getting all your referral? Yeah, I'm, right now I'm referral-based. And I finally hooked up with two different developers. And that's been a huge step for me. It's requiring a lot of time on the front end, which I'm sure, sure. a lot of people who work with developers know that. So I'm trying to sort of balance that out. Uh, and that's a how'd you find how'd you find those developers as a referral. newer agent referral <laughs> nice okay yep someone who'd worked with me before um said you know my buddy's are a developer in jersey and he wants to break into the philly market because for those of you who don't know new jersey new jersey has extremely high taxes so your yeah. holding costs your carrying costs are extremely high whereas philly overall is pretty low as far as carrying costs go comparatively speaking yeah relative yeah yeah so you know he hooked me up with him and i guess my friend who'd hooked him up with me had actually hooked him up with four different agents and i was the only one who called him back wow terrible what does that teach you about agents i know and two of them are in my office so like i know them yikes (laughs) 
<laughs> and then buy leads, obviously, are referral as well. Well, let's talk to the new agents that are listening to real estate rock stars, and and they're like, "How do I get my first piece of business?" Yeah. Did you so, door Did you door knock that? No, you didn't door knock. You uh, cold called that Fizbo. I did cold call that okay. Fizbo. I have done some door knocking, and and that's effective if you feel comfortable. It's all about your presentation, right? Totally. So when you feel that desperation and that need, guess what? It bleeds off. You know, I was listening to a comedian this morning, and she was talking about bombing her first audition because all all they could he feel was that broke desperation same thing with door knocking same thing with cold calling you know if you have a smile on your face when you call everything's good so for the newer agents one of the things i talk about when i teach new agents now is is remembering to call your sphere and people have all the excuses in the world about why they shouldn't call their sphere yes oh you know they see it on facebook they see it on instagram well I came up with a really good script when I was um, actually myself and my first productivity coach, Stacey Sanseverino, came up with this great script with me, which was, hey, I'm in class, you know, I have to call these people, and I, and I figured I'd call someone cool because I haven't talked to you in a while. Suddenly, everything's fine, and now right. it's okay to call your person. And by doing that, I got a couple leads and referrals from my sphere, and I think one of the biggest things I can say to a new agent, I have a mentee. And he happens to be the closer for the title company. And I, I love this story because it shows how badly I dropped the ball. So I had these people I've known since middle school. Middle school. I ran into him. He had just had a baby. I ran into him while I was doing a showing in his building. They lived in a condo downtown. And I knew they just had a baby. And I did not follow up. And I didn't call him. And I didn't reach out. I didn't do anything. You know, a couple months pass, and one of my friends, one of my good friends is telling me about this awesome client. They're under contract for over a million. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't put it together, right? Then closing day, I'm cold. I walk out of my office as cool as can be in a Harry Potter sweatshirt, and I look to my right, and there is my middle school classmate. Oh, no. Standing with my friend at the closing. Turns out I missed out on both a, a listing and a buyer. And my, my mentee, who is the closer for the title company, I texted him, hey, is this person, you're, are you closing this right now? And he goes, yeah. I said, I want you to look at that commission check. I want you to look at it and see what it is. And then when you tell me you don't want to call your sphere, the, I want you to remember this because this commission should have been mine. But yeah. it wasn't. Damn so, man. and that commission for the record was $27,500. Yeah. Talk about Definitely it. don't want to miss that one again. In my Harry Potter wow. sweatshirt, feeling really terrible at that right. point. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in business thus far? This is my third year. Third year, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then build-wise, the, the, the buyer agent, the, the, showing, the showing assistant, when's that coming? Do you have that goal for this year? So, yeah, I am finally going to go down the showing assistant path. I want to stay a solo agent. I, I had some agents on my team last year. They, you know, I learned something pretty quickly. I don't want to be in charge of other people. Because, uh, as far as agents go, because for me, that means their work reflects on me. And I am extremely detail-oriented and fastidious. And if I am not, if I'm getting things reflected badly on me, then I don't want that. And it's not that things weren't great, but I think I wasn't providing the right leverage. And I wasn't providing the right mentorship because I was so busy running my business. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't fit. So... The showing assistant is someone that can be an individual agent, but also a showing assistant, and it doesn't affect my sort of status as a solo. Right. So that's coming right now. I'm actually, my admin has been working on an ad 
for that for within our office. So yeah, you should be able to should be able to fish from within the office, right? Oh, easily. I've got a couple people already lined up who want to interview, but I want someone who's going to show properties the way I show them. So that means I want them to shadow me for a couple of weeks before right. I'm even going to let right. them my buyers because my reputation is what gets me my business. So. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them. 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. I love that. What what systems do you guys use as far as, well, you don't use lead generation systems, but like what's your CRM? Do you use anything for like social media marketing or your marketing systems? What do you guys do as far as systems go? So for my CRM right now, I'm using Contactually. Contactually has been great. It reminds me when I haven't been in touch with people. It, it tells me I'm a C right now. My rating is a C on a scale of A through F. Yep. I'm really not on top of that, but guess what? My admin is. And she has set up some great drip campaigns for that. So that's, that's been really great. As far as my other marketing stuff, my admin's really on top of Facebook, Instagram. You know, we have Instagram stories every day. People tend to read them or watch them rather. And I have my own personal Instagram that we sort of link back and forth. So we're not really paying for too much because I'm, I've got a pretty lean P&L right now. So I have a bookkeeper. And I have a payroll company. I made myself an LLC and I've been payrolling myself because from a financial standpoint, it makes tax time a lot better. Yeah, way easier. Way easier. And I owe way less because I'm a, I'm a network. So that's been, that's been really, really helpful. Interesting. So you talked about that failure with your friends and following up, but what other failure have you had that you look at today as like a really successful learning opportunity and experience? So another failure that I had, it was a great learning experience was, um, so we talked about the disc profiles for a second. There is a great article uh, about communicating with the disc profiles. And that was a big failure I learned pretty early on. So um, my mentor is uh, the CEO of Philly Living, Jake Dreyfus. He's the one who is my sponsor. So KW has sponsorships and he's my sponsor and he's the one who taught me that so what that really means is learning to communicate with a disc profile so if i'm a high d and i want i'm a pretty quick decision maker so an sc if i back an s into a corner 
their mind is going to explode and they're never going to be able to make a decision. Donna had a buyer who was a referral, about 400K. And we were in a situation where he needed to make a decision and I backed him into the corner. And he freaked out. I lost the deal. I lost the buyer. And I felt shitty. Pardon my language. But I felt yeah. really, really terrible because this was a referral to me. So what did I do wrong? And then I went to Jake and I sort of was telling him, lamenting, and, and he sent me this article. And I learned how to communicate with the disc profiles. And I realized that that's the key. And you just have to learn to read people. Read what they are, read how they are, read how they communicate best. Yeah, totally. What's the biggest source of pain in your business right now? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, besides the, the time yeah. aspect, mm. another source of pain. Another source of pain would be a feeling like I'm not great. And this is, again, this might be a drunk monkey thing, but listings. For me, yeah. listings is my, is my big hurdle. You know, what, are you, what, what are you so afraid of? It's not a fear thing. It's like I've, I've convinced myself I'm not good at a listing presentation somehow. And up until three weeks ago, I'd really struggled with it. And I would say that's probably, I wouldn't give myself a full pass yet. That's probably why I say it's still a source of pain. But three weeks ago, I did nail my biggest listing ever. Um, with a partner, actually. Nice. And I think that's because I went in there with the thought that this was going to be a learning experience and I wasn't going to get the listing and just accept that I wasn't going to get the listing. And you know what? Go in there and learn how to be better at this and figure out what you didn't do, right? And I ended up getting the listing and it's $2.5 It's like, what? What did that teach you? That my mindset really matters and my attitude yeah. really matters. Like, I went in there thinking... I'm never going to get this. So I'm going to treat this like I'm going to be calm, cool, collected, and it's fine. But at the same time, my coach who I'd spoken to in the morning had said, listen, I want you to imagine yourself driving down the highway on the way home from the suburbs and imagine how you feel after you get that listing. Right. And I went through that exercise with her. And after I hung up with her, I thought, well, that was cute because I'm never going to feel that. <laughs> but I kept that in my mind. And I think that really mattered. Law of attraction. It worked for you. It works for me. Oh, I love that. What other, what other, as a newer agent, what other pain do you have in the business right now? People keep asking me, I I'm struggling to come up with an answer because I, I think my pain, I guess, is growing pain. That's probably the biggest source of pain, right? I'm growing at a rate that I can't really contain. That's why the showing agent, right. showing assistant. That's only going to cover so much. Right. So then you want to be a team. Right. I don't. I want to have a team of admins. In fact, I want to have another admin. I want to promote my current admin to an operations director. And I want to have a team of admins. So that's going to be the next growth. But until then, I really do need to create leverage in my life because I have I never see my husband. Like, I have no time. My dog's like, who are you? No, I'm just kidding. And what's the whole thing about anyway? Right. It's about living a better life and leaving a legacy that I'm really proud of. So if I'm not doing that, then I need to... Not doing it right restructure right right it's interesting can be done i mean the, you know obviously the team is your leverage but you know maybe you up your price point or maybe you do something like you know to to figure out how to increase your intake of of revenue without taking more time so that it's it's workable it's workable it is yeah it's just, um figuring out the right amount and and then if i get a low price point referral you know yep. because that's one of the things my coach and i talk about so okay we want to raise my average price point to 300 great yeah that's a that's a pretty big jump from 250 to 300 right yeah. if we're talking about average price point fine 
what do I do with the 150 who's a referral from a really close friend and I don't want to let them down? How referral do I? Out. Right. But then I've not mastered the handoff at all because I've done it twice and people really feel it. They feel like they've been handed off. Yeah. That's, so. Oh, I get that. So you mastered the handoff. It's not even the handoff. It's the, it's the, it's the leverage piece. Yes. It is. It's interesting. Okay. So the handoff. And then what, what advice would you give yourself if you, were, if you were a brand new agent again, what would you tell yourself to do this time that you didn't do last time? Stop being afraid to call your sphere. Okay. Seriously. Stab. My first year, I did $6.5 million, I think. By the, I, and I really think it was luck more than, more than yeah. anything. I, I knew a lot of people who were at the age to buy houses, and I just got in front of them, and I converted a lot of open house leads. Um, Love that. But I was really scared to call my own sphere. And that, that's crazy. Those are the people who want you to succeed. Right. Your friends and family, like, why would you be afraid to call them? What are the, what's the worst they're going to say? No, I mean. Or okay. hang up on you and then you know, don't call them again. And then they're not in my sphere. Right, exactly. Super, <laughs> super easy. Super easy. Talk about open houses for a second. As we kind of round this off, what do you, do you do anything special for open houses? Do you, how do you convert so many buyers from an open house? I mean, I, I haven't been doing them as much lately because I've been so focused on referrals. When I was in the beginning, I think it's really important to develop rapport. Rapport goes through every form of sales. It, it, even in friendships, we all have rapport with each other, right? You're developing rapport constantly, sure. whether you realize it or not. So as soon as a buyer walks in the door, my first questions to them are usually, you know, did you just start looking? Um, how did you find the open house? And are you working with an agent? And it's my, in my first three, I'm going to find out if they are working with an agent and how serious they are. Sure. And then I'm going to strike up conversation about anything that's not the house. So I bonded with one guy over radiators because I find it to be one of the best heat sources. And he mm -hmm. was an old, old dude. And he was like, man, me too. And like, we bonded and I got his listing, right? Because that's just the way it is. Or, or I bonded over nail color with a girl, right? You just find a way to bond with them and you're not so much a salesy agent you have to be their friend i mean we talked about in the very beginning that we're kind of therapists and we're spending time with people totally. the only people that show up for you know on call for a week basically when we find them <laughs> a house or whatever you got to remember to be their friend throughout it and then also to remind them that you're human and you need days off too that's you gotta like remind people this is true this is true you teach people how to treat you Yes. No bold law. So this has been great. I mean, the time's flying by. What else do you want to leave the, uh, the Rockstar Nation with? I mean, as an agent of three years, you're doing extremely well. You're building, you're learning things. You're growing yourself as well as your business. What else do you want to leave the, the people listening with? There's no magic answer. There's zero magic answers. People constantly ask me, if they can take me to lunch and coffee and pick my brain and they're trying to figure out how to do what I did and, and I don't have a magic solution. It's not, there's no like amazing thing I drank one day that made me like a superpower. <laughs> right. you know? I didn't become Spider-Man. I just followed what my productivity coach told me and I didn't give up. And when things got hard, I took time out for myself. I did not allow myself to burn out. Sure. And that desperation that we feel in the beginning, it's really important to not give in to that and to just sort of take a deep breath 
and maybe that's meditating and maybe that's working out or whatever it is for different people that's sort of a that would be the thing i'd leave people with just just keep focusing i love that i love that stay focused keep building yourself take time for yourself love it stay on it and take time for yourself but always be closing (laughs) yeah 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 so obviously real estate rock stars we always ask that our guests give Rockstar Nation a free gift, some kind. What can you offer Rockstar Nation that has helped you that could help them as well? So I have a buyer intake form that when I've taught new buyer class, new agent buyer classes, everybody seems to want it. So I, I uploaded that for you. That's just, you know, really helped me walk people through that first intake. And I can also provide you with a, a flow chart. I made a flow chart. People learn visually pretty well of what to expect in a transaction. And that is extremely beneficial for first-time homebuyers. So that is something I can leave you with for sure. That is awesome. Well, Allison Simon, Allison with one L, where can people find you? Social media, I'm sure. Social media, um, I'm Simon Sells Philly, or my personal one is always late 81. I am always late. I do tell people this up front. I run about seven minutes late. Got to tell people. And uh, on Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash Simon Sells Philly. All right. So if everybody wants to find Allison Simon's free gift, the buyer intake form and the flow chart, you can check it out at hybendigital.com. Once again, hybendigital.com. That's awesome. Hey, Allison. Thanks for joining us today on Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.